Welcome to Get Gig Ready. If you're a music maker, emerging or early in your career, or even a veteran looking to brush up on the basics, we're here to get you close to some amazing local talent to help amp up your skills. Get Gig Ready is presented by City of Ride, Lane Cove Council, the Live Music Office, Music New South Wales, and 2SER with support from Macquarie University. Today, I'm joined by Jack Rogers, a multi-talented musician, chess player, public speaker, model, and so many more things. It's almost intimidating looking at your CV. Welcome to the show, Jack. Thanks so much, Felix. Thanks for having me on. So the first thing I wanted to ask, and we were talking just a bit before we turned the mics on about how, you know, obviously with the coronavirus locking things down and taking gigs away, you've had a chance to uh, direct yourself a bit more into your chess career as well, which is a really interesting thing that I wanted to just touch on before we get into the music side of stuff, because being so multi-talented and having so many facets to your career, how do you approach taking these diverse steps in a media career without feeling like, you know, you're wasting potential that could have been somewhere else, like in your music stuff. Cause that's a fear I think people genuinely have. Absolutely. And I, I mean, that's a valid question for me, stability and sustainability of my career has always been at the forefront. So, uh, I work pretty hard and I understand that there are external factors that are going to come into play. Like COVID last year Mm. wiped away a lot of live gigs. I was doing cabaret shows multiple times each month. And then that suddenly became, zero for a little while. So it became about writing and uh, more so than performing. Um, So for the chess, uh, I mean, it's it's a little tricky because chess is such a different Mm. area than the music industry. I'm not entertaining, which is what I really love to do. So I actually found a way to melt the two together and I started a Twitch channel Mm. and uh, I was able to kind of end up entertaining while playing chess on Twitch and, yeah. you know, to kind of one, two, 300 viewers where, when it was at its peak. And that allowed me to not only kind of pursue another area and make money out of that, mm. uh, but at the same time still get to entertain, which at the end of the day is what I like doing. Yeah, totally. And I think it's also really great because having had a bit of streaming experience myself, you get such a tight knit community and the people that you see there regularly, you get to know them and it can be such a great platform for networking uh, that, you know, I guess people haven't had the chance to fully explore yet. So that's really exciting. But bouncing back more over to the music side, what uh, got you into doing such a vast array of music? You know, the cabaret shows, you jazz singing, and you do your own kind of pop ballads. Where does that skill set come from? Is that just sticking your nose to the grindstone and making sure you have the repertoire? Yeah, and I I think you've hit the nail on the head with what you said there about kind of um, you, you must work hard as a musician. I was not born with natural talent in music. Mm. Um, and in fact, uh, I, I'm not easily insulted, but something that can insult <laughs> me is, is if I'm called talented in some ways, because the reality is, is that, you know, I, I know talented singers who could sing from day dot. Yeah. Um, I was fortunate enough that my parents threw me into dancing and singing and acting as young as three years old. And so I've been grinding away at that for almost 20 years now, um, even though I'm only 24. Uh, and, and part of that has been musical theater, doing musical theater, um, pretty much doing any gig that comes up. Um, and that was throughout school too. You know, it didn't really matter how old I was. And that's the beautiful thing about the music industry. You don't have to wait till you, you've got a degree and finish uni to start, you need Mm. to start building your portfolio and your CV very, very early on. And it basically got to a point where I finished school and I had enough in my repertoire that actually it was difficult for me because I had 
too much breadth. Yeah. And I kind of had to nail down and go, okay, where do I want to be? Yeah. How, how do you choose out of something like that? And I, I guess un, until you're really making a financial career um, for yourself in, in one of those particular areas, you know, if it was jazz music, for example, where, you know, you're getting lots of gigs be, as a jazz singer mm. or as a wedding singer or as a cabaret performer, then you probably want to pigeonhole yourself. But, but for me, I was kind of, I had this kind of spread income to the point where, and I enjoyed doing all of the above. For me, it doesn't really matter what genre I'm singing. doesn't matter what type of performance I'm doing. I just like seeing the smile on people's faces yeah. um, or having them sing along, having them dance along. Um, that's what draws me to it. But yeah, I mean, picking, not pigeonholing yourself is probably really important early on because you might miss opportunities in other areas. So don't pigeonhole yourself. Um, but at the same time, uh, there are times when you need to market yourself a certain yeah. way. And I think as a musician, uh, being good at music is not enough. Mm. It's 50% about music and the other 50% is about marketing. It's about opportunities. And you need to be just as passionate about that side of promoting mm. yourself and not feeling kind of shameful about doing that because yeah. like any other industry, if you don't kind of put yourself in the right places and put yourself in front of people, um, you're not going to be able to make it sustainable. Mm. I think that's one thing that, I mean, I can speak from personal experience. I really hated about get, first getting into media because I mm. don't enjoy promoting myself, but it's one of those necessary evils. Do you think that you can build a reliable career in music just by putting in the work on that front or how much does luck play into it? Because, you know, talking like with the talent thing you were saying, clearly you're a man who's done the legwork to make up those differences. Same with your chess. You were saying you had a mate who was better than you and now you're state champion, which is crazy. Like, you know, if I was better than my mates who were smashing me 10 years ago, think of where I could be. So how much is that a balance of work and luck? And how do you make sure that you're ready for those opportunities? A lot of people from the outside see the music industry as Taylor Swift, Ed Sheeran, mm -hmm. the Kid Leroy is a recent one out of Australia. Um, they see these big mega stars basically. Um, and, and that's their vision of what the music industry is. And if you want to be that person, um, it does take luck. It absolutely takes luck. You need to be in the right place at the right time with the right skill set mm. and know the right people. Um, however, 99% uh, of people in the music industry are not those mega stars selling out stadiums. They're doing gigs uh, week to week, day to day, um, whether they're doing weddings, cabaret shows, um, releasing music. And the reality is with the current way that streaming platforms work, releasing music is not the best way to make money. So mm. for a lot of musicians, that's more a passion project and a way to give them opportunities. But to kind of answer your question about um, you know, the hard work balance versus the luck. Uh, the way I see it, and it's the same way I kind of play pool too. I'm not a very good pool player, you know, <laughs> yeah. snooker and this sort of thing. But the way that I play is if I hit the ball hard enough, it hits more, uh, <laughs> more edges of the table, which increases the likelihood that the ball's going to go in the hole. Uh -huh. I, okay. So it almost, um, I basically admit, okay, even if I have no skill, I can still create opportunities. Yeah. And that's by hitting as many walls as possible. If you're given an opportunity to perform, within reason. You don't want to be performing free um, often because that kind of taints uh, the yeah. perception of professional musicians in the industry. But, you know, there are opportunities that I've had where I've kind of at first gone, you know, I don't know if I should do this gig, you know, either the money's not quite what I'd normally get, or um, I don't think it's going to lead anywhere. I've shown up and next minute I'm on a couple of radio shows doing, yeah. doing talks. So, uh, 
say yes to everything. Mm. Uh, Hugh Jackman, famous Australian entertainer who I saw last year in concert, um, he, he made a point of saying, you know, back, back when he was starting out, even if it was acting gigs, if his casting agent said to him, can you ride a horse? He's never ridden a horse in his life. He goes, <laughs> yep. And he'd go and learn to ride a horse mm. before the casting. Um, that says a lot about if you want to make it to the kind of big stage. Totally, totally. And I think the other interesting thing in talking both, as we were saying, with chess and with the networking angle there, how important is it to bridge, you know, local communities versus broader online communities? Because, you know, with playing chess online, you could get an audience from anywhere. And I know that the audience for one of the shows that I do here on the station is all around the world. And I look at the analytics and I'm like, what small town in Russia? How did you find me? You know, how do you make sure that you have those connections in places that are actually going to be useful for you? Because I'm probably not going to, you know, get an audio hosting gig on that small town in Russia. You know, how do you pick and choose the battles that you want to win there? Yeah, well, I'm I'm lucky enough that I have. And again, I, I say luck, but it's probably more a case of, of purposefully making these connections. Mm. But the reality is with the musician is that unless you're an international sellout artist, those overseas guys are in your community mm. and, and the online community. They're not going to be people that are attending your gigs. Most of your gigs are going to be in Sydney. If you're a Sydney-based artist, you might get the occasional uh, gig that's out of Sydney or, or even interstate, occasionally overseas as well. But uh, largely these online guys become a fan base just in the online space. Yeah. So in order to get those local gigs, uh, I've kind of leveraged my social profiles, which is something that, you know, again, we, we talk about kind of the shame of doing that. And a lot mm. of artists feel that they're selling out. But the reality is, is that if you want to be a professional artist and make money, you need to be taking every possible opportunity to get your face in front of people. So very early on when I quit my, I was in a marketing job as yeah. a marketing specialist. Um, I quit that job to pursue the music and the chess. And straight away, I forged a connection with my local council, ride council, mm. and and they started giving me gigs. And to this day, they still give me regular gigs. Um, and from there, it kind of bridged out. And suddenly, ride were putting me onto different councils, um, putting me onto different clubs. Yeah. I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I'm with I'm with a great uh, cabaret and entertainment production company called Six Pack Productions. Mm. Nothing to do with <laughs> actual six packs. <laughs> trust me. It's all right. Um, we we don't need to lift the veil on the radio. <laughs> But uh, yeah, look, we got a great disco show, which we haven't performed in over a year, but it was an award-winning disco show and I'm super keen to get back to it. Yeah, no, that sounds fantastic. And I mean, obviously this show, Get Gig Ready, is partnered with City of Ride and Lane Cove yeah. Council. And if you want to get paired up with uh, your local councils, we do have links up on the podcast to get in touch with them because part of the reason they look to do these shows is to get in touch with you musicians out there because they love you, we love you. And uh, it'll be so fantastic finding more people like yourself, Jack, who are able to use those networks. Absolutely. And I mean, it's it's a case of, yeah, Ride Council wants to hear from you and Lane Cove Council wants to hear from you um, because they've constantly got events on. And, and these are the sorts of agencies where it's a, we as artists can help the council and the council can help us. Exactly. And it just becomes a kind of symbiotic relationship where um, we're all helping each other grow. And yeah, it's, it's a very good thing. Well, Jack, thank you so much for joining us here on Get Gig Ready. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thanks so much, Felix, and for your high praise too. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> we will have links up on the podcast to all of Jack's stuff if you're curious in checking it out. Now, Jack, before we go, one last thing. We've got a feature track from you to share with everyone today. Could you tell us a little bit about it and uh, why you've chosen it? 
Yeah, so the feature track that I've chosen to feature today is, it was actually my debut single. It released in June last year. It's called Still Can't Wait. And it was, the reason why I guess I want to show it is is because it shows that hard work pays off and it doesn't necessarily matter if you're in a niche genre. So it's a jazz tune, bit of swing. Yeah, uh, this is Still Can't Wait. Pitching to a fever in the candlelight, I miss you. Beating of my heart, I just can't decide. I've waited for so long to see your face and kiss you. We've got love on our sleeves, but there's nowhere to hide. And I still can't wait to love you. And I still can't wait to care You make me tender, you get me high Things to tell you Racing off my mind Drifting like the tide Hurricanes or butterflies Which are we? Tell me no lies You know it's true Love's our only guide And I still I'm bleeding and it's all because of you And I still can't wait to love you And I still can't wait to care Oh baby, you make me tender you